to the Single Girl's Guide to Life. And this is a very special episode in the sense that this is episode number 26 of the Single Girl's Guide to Life. If you haven't already listened to some of the episodes, I'm Chantelle the Coach, a quarter-life and confidence coach for single women in their 20s and 30s. And the Single Girl's Guide to Life episodes are there for you to get single life information, whether that's a little bit about dating, relationships, friendships and connections, or you just want to understand what it's like living on your own and motivation and personal development and self-help, which is something that we can find that we want to go through when we've gone through a breakup or divorce or some big life change has happened. And so the fact that we're at episode number 26, of which I know more and more of you are starting to listen to this podcast, more of you are joining the Single Girls Club, whether you found that through TikTok, Instagram, or whether you heard it on the local radio this week. It's very possible that for whatever reason, you are now in that space of wanting to be okay with being single. That is the primary reason all of this is here because I realized that some people didn't feel that way about single life and having found myself single for the first time ever as an adult, I didn't really know what it involved and I didn't know how many other people were out there and the challenges that we faced as single women and the pressures around getting older. I personally am I'm heading towards 30, which there's, there's often a lot of messaging about you should be doing this by then. And I know that there are people who are already past that who feel that even more. Now, some of us also just manage it and we're okay, but sometimes we need that reassurance. And in this week's episode, I wanted to share a little bit of a reflection point, I suppose, because being the 26th episode means that this has been going for roughly six months, not quite to the date, but half of 52 is 26. And so this is the halfway mark of those episodes all the way back when it started with, I think it's the eight ways to make the most of single life. And we've delved into the messaging in films. I've spoken about connecting to others to enjoying yourself, to considering if you really want relationships. There's so much that goes on in this podcast, some of it determined by you and your responses to the Instagram polls or the Single Girls Guide to chats that we have every couple of weeks. There's always a lot to think about. And therefore, a lot goes on with what I hear from you, what stories there are to tell. And a lot of the recent episodes have been focused on the end of the year and going into the next. And it's a natural time to do that. If you haven't already done yourself a vision board, get going. Make it your phone background. I've done it. Can't wait to make some of those things happen. I also wanted to just give a small framework ahead of 2022. The year review is how I framed that. I've created a journal that I know some of you have purchased and have started to work through, especially coming to the last days of the year now. But really, whether you've got that journal or not, it is the year to make it yours. Yeah, we've had the overhanging another C because the theme of this episode is the three C's, but um, we've had the, another big C hanging over us for a couple of years now with COVID. And I know you keep hearing it, bored of everyone making comments towards it. But we have had limitations placed upon us, especially in that first lockdown. I was lucky enough in that sense to live at home at the time. As much as that had its stresses, it meant I was with people. But I know that if you lived on your own, it was a very potentially different scenario until bubbles were introduced. And so no matter what happens with the continuing pandemic, 
it is worth us focusing on making 22 the best we can. And to do that, I wanted to introduce a very simple framework and, and sort of a couple of principles that you could try to consider. And these words have come up naturally for me throughout talking to people, throughout what I do, what I try to encourage you to do as a way of living in the moment now and making sure that you aren't sat there wishing your life away, waiting for someone to come along to magic this wonderful life. That suddenly by having someone else in your life that you are suddenly complete and done and ticked the boxes. Because that isn't it. If that's what you're waiting for, it's very possible that there is something that's missing but it's not in another person. Some people would say, oh, you need to love yourself first. I personally think there's an element of that, but I think you need to find what makes you happy first. And it needs to be a combination of things. It isn't just one thing. It isn't just our job because our job can change or we can lose it for whatever reason. It's not a person because we can lose them as well. It's not our friends. It's a whole combination of friends, family, work, life, what you do each and every single day. And the words that I'm going to mention as the three C's that are something to try to see if you can consider those things is a way of just focusing some attention in particular areas to remind you of what's important ahead of 2022 and a way to embrace this single life as we go into another chapter, as we move forwards into a brand new year. And I know some people would be like, but you know, it shouldn't change because it's a new year. Agreed, we should always be trying to enjoy our lives, but it's a really nice reset point. It's a really nice closuring element to a year that may have been challenging and that you want to just kickstart and get going with. So the first C I want to talk about is a big one that I don't think we do enough of, and that is C for celebration. We do not celebrate our successes as much as we should. And this doesn't mean that you have to go out there and brag about absolutely everything that you do 24-7. Because we know the toxic nature of that on social media doesn't have the greatest impact on other people and ourselves. Because sometimes we portray this life of ours that is jolly and good all the time. But I also think we do need to celebrate more than some of us might. I think there's an element of, particularly those listening from the UK, a British nature to be reserved uh, and to not share so much about what's going well. You don't want to be fake. You don't want to brag. But there is an element that if you're having success with something, if you're happy with something, if you're trying something, then I think that that's something worth celebrating. And when I look back on 2021, we're automatically going to find the more negative things easier to remember because they probably had more of an emotional pull on us. They linger more, whereas those happy celebratory moments are more fleeting. And I realised this when I was going through the journal and reflecting on what like my greatest moments were, thinking about what 2021 really had in store. And it is, it's so much easier to access the bits where you were crying a lot, devastated, disappointed. And I forgot within that about sort of mini promotions that I had and knew had happened and the way that I, I've done decorating the house and things like that. Whilst they're not the biggest things to 
shout out about. They are still things that I should be proud of, can be proud of, and should be remembering because they were fun at the time. I was pleased with what was going on. It was things I'd worked on. And it's important that you find the people that you want to celebrate them with. It might not be that you share it on social media. That might be one way if there's a reason to, if you want to tell people that you don't get to see a lot that that's happened. But also looking at the small ways to celebrate with the people that matter to you most. I have a very small group of friends that no matter what little good things are going on, they will get the screenshot of a message that's come through or they will get the picture of me doing whatever it is that I'm doing first. Maybe it will go on social media later, maybe not. But there is a way to continue to celebrate what you're doing. And it can be as little as possible. You know, we naturally celebrate people that buy houses, that get engaged, have children. And maybe all of those things are a challenge for single people, particularly the latter two. But it could be all three. And you don't get that celebratory element all the time. So you have to find the things that you want to celebrate, that you're proud of, and find the people that you want to celebrate them with. For myself, some of the celebrations of 2021 are this podcast, this group, this community. And this week, an article came out about it locally uh, on Essex Live. And that then led to being on the radio on BBC Essex talking about the Single Girls Club and all there was within all the meetings we've had, all of the events that there have been that have brought a community together, which just started in Essex and is slowly spreading out to create an online community of people that can support one another and be there for one another through single time. And I should be celebrating that and sharing that with all of you people that are listening, with people in the group Whenever I get a chance to meet you and talk to you, it's important to celebrate all of that. And if you're part of the group, then celebrating being part of it is great. We had the Zoom on Christmas Day and just being okay with being single, but enjoying our conversation. So I want you to think about a way to celebrate. And it's a form of gratitude, I think. We should be thinking about daily gratitude because it allows us to see what we have and focus on what we have rather than what we don't. But I wonder if you could also give yourself a, whether it's daily or weekly reflection to decide what it is that you should celebrate this week. What was it that you're proud of this week? What is it you should tell someone about that you did? And it doesn't have to be big. It could just be something that you've developed. And having that, that, those people to share things with is important too, which, which brings me on to the next C. And I've toyed as to which one this should be. But I think number two, and I'll settle because I'll talk about the other one. There was a toss up between two C's to decide what this was. And I'm going to settle on the one that I've written down, which is connection. You want to connect with the people around you. And to do that, it's about learning more about them. I think sometimes conversations we have can be a little surface level. I find that, oh, particularly in dating, because you are trying to establish if there's any common ground. But I often find the ones that I have a better connection with is when it goes beyond that surface level. Yes, okay, I need to ask a few things to establish who they are. So do they about me? Where am I from? What do I do maybe? What are my interests, hobbies? How can you take that to the next level to deepen a connection? And curiosity, another C, which I wasn't planning on, but I just added as I thought of it, is key to that. Making sure that you know how to talk to people 
to develop a conversation and to take it beyond just those, oh, how was your week? How was your day? And you can't do that unless it's reciprocated, of course. It doesn't, it's a two-way street. It can't just be on you to ask those questions. But connection to all different people, not just in dating, but to our parents, our siblings and other family members, onto our closest friends that have been there through thick and thin, who have been there for a number of years that we maybe don't see quite so often. It's important for us to keep those connections up and connection online is a bit of a myth we think we're connected all the time because we see what's going on in everyone's lives but are we deeply connected do we really know what's going on for that person and does anyone really know what's going on for you and I think that sense of connection is important to make sure you have with one two three people maybe just as a way to know who you can talk to when you need to and making sure that you have that network which brings me on to the sort of C that connects to this. It's not the third C. It's the the word that I wasn't sure about if it covered it better, but I stuck with connection. But I think community is part of that connection. Whether you have your own personalised community, like I have my Chantel community, and I don't mean the single girls club. That's a community I belong to. I help support and run. But I mean, within my own life, who is my Chantel community? Who are those people that I really spend my time with? And then... Where are the other elements of community? So I have a community or had a community when I was in my full-time job as a teacher. That was a community that I belonged to. And it was part of the Chantel community. Then there is this community, the online single girls club. That's a community that I belong to. And it also fits into the picture. What else do I do? I volunteer. There's a community within that volunteering. And it's the element of the different communities that you are involved with that you feel you have a place and belong in, that give you a sense of self. Which brings me on to just another element of connection is that we're not just connecting to others, we're not just connecting to other community groups and focuses that we agree with and want to keep working on towards with other people. We also need to be connected to ourselves. We need to make sure that as we go into 2022, we know what we're about. Because if we don't, we're not operating from the right kind of space. Are we operating from something that comes from other people, their expectations upon us and the societal pressures? Or are you operating from the place that you feel most comfortable, the place that you decide is right for you, from your values, what you want, where you want your life to be going, what you do with every single day? Are you connected to the actions that you're taking? I think that's where people say, I don't know what my purpose is, comes from. It ties in with concepts of the quarter life crisis where we're doing things because we think we should, because society says that's what we should be doing. And we don't necessarily feel connected to that. Whereas if we really truly knew, or at least better so, what it was that mattered to us, what it was that was most important for you to feature in your day every single day, how much more confident you would be, how much more sure of what you were doing, how much more ambitious you'd be about pursuing the things that matter to you. So connection has so many different forms. 
So number one was celebration, making sure that you celebrated the successes that you're going through no matter what. Number two was connection, based on the idea of curiosity around talking to people, learning about them, looking at communities, getting involved, and also connecting to yourself to know where you were going. And the last C, the third C that I want you to keep in mind and try out for 2022 is commitment. This can take a variety of forms. It can be applied in a number of areas of your life. But as a life coach, commitment is going to be that clear element to committing to a little bit of what I spoke about just now, yourself. But a commitment to improving yourself slowly but surely, one step at a time, every single day. Now, it's in Atomic Habits that I first came up with the concept of getting 1% better every single day. Now, that compounds. If you get 1% better of 100%, then you're at 101%. And then if you get 1% better of that 101%, then you're not just going up by 1% each day. You're going up by a little bit more incrementally. And off the top of my head, it is about times... It's either 35, 36 or 37. About 35 times improved if you improve on something by 1% every single day. And Atomic Habits is the book that we're currently reading in the Single Girls Club. Hence why that's fresh in my mind. But it's also one of the ones that's always stood out to me since I first read it. We're discussing it this week on Sunday, the 2nd of January, 2022. Our first virtual meeting of 2022. But it stands out to me because... That makes things sound really easy. Getting 1% better at something every day. I mean, showing up every day is hard. But the idea that it's just getting 1% better, that makes things seem achievable and doable. And the C that supports this C is the consistency about it. You have got to keep showing up for whatever thing you're committing to whatever goals you've decided on for this year, or single goal, you don't have to have multiple. Sometimes it is more effective to focus in on one, as long as it's not at the detriment to the rest of your life. Showing up regularly, ideally every day, but depending on the goal, that may or may not be suitable, making sure that you are there for yourself, that you are giving yourself the best chance of success with those goals by allocating the time, By using some of the things in Atomic Habits, if you haven't already read it, there are some fantastic techniques in there to support building positive habits towards your goals and breaking old ones. Commitment is required in anything. Commitment to yourself when you're trying to develop goals. Commitment to a partner if you are trying to date. It's not about just bettering the relationship, but bettering yourself within that. Commitment to others, to friends, to making sure that you're there for them as much as they are for you, for seeing them, for staying on top of what's going on in their lives to enough of a degree that you feel connected to them, back to number two, and the same for your family as well. Commitment to being true to your values. So connection to yourself was understanding who you were and then commitment to yourself is making sure you operate from that. That you don't always get waylaid by the outside voices and messaging, but focusing on, is that what I want to do? Is that how I want to be? 
Is that how I want to spend my time? Making sure that you are committed in every single way possible to the things that matter to you most and the things that you want to do and achieve in 2022. This is only meant as an idea for a framework to help you positively look at your single life. Because celebrating your single life is key to making sure you appreciate it now. You're not always going to be single. You're going to date at times. You will find yourself in a relationship and you may even find yourself married with children at some point. And there will be times in those scenarios when you wish you were single again. You will wish that you'd made more of the opportunity of being single. You don't see it now because you're too busy, potentially focused on getting yourself into a relationship when there is so much to celebrate about being single and all it has to offer. You've got to connect to others because without connection, you're going to struggle and you cannot rely on one single relationship to be the entire connection for you. Because if something happens to them just through bad luck, you don't want to think that that's your only connection in life. You've got to have other connections that fulfill you and you've got to be connected to yourself so you know what you're doing with your life and you've got to commit if you do want to seek a relationship then commit to going on dates regularly and to doing the work when you get triggered by something when you act aloof or when you act anxiously and clingy it's not a problem to have these things there are always reasons why they happen and Something like that you might want to explore on your own or with the help of a therapist even to explore that background. That's not the kind of thing a coach does. We're aware of those things existing, but a therapist is great for that. But you have to commit to overcoming them and working with them and coming up with strategies to support yourself. Whatever the commitment is to your goals, to your 2022, you've got to show up consistently. And you've got to commit to a principle in general, which is enjoying your life now and not where it could be in a year's time. Yes, it will be interesting to reflect in a year's time. Of course it will. We love, well, I love, reflecting on how, especially years have gone. I get to, in a day or so, read the letter that I wrote myself this time last year, and I, for the life of me, can't remember what I wrote, which is a good thing. That's the whole point. If I could remember it, it would be boring. I can't remember what expectations I had for this year. But I'm intrigued to have set these three C's that I should celebrate, connect and commit. And it might be a little framework for you to think about as you consider 2022, as you close off 2021 and look forward to whatever it is that 2022 is going to bring all of us in terms of the pandemic. But for you individually, making 2022 the year of you. Now, I know some of you are going to want help doing that help evaluating where you want to push your life forwards. And so there is the opportunity to work with me at the moment if you're listening close to the date that this is released in December 2021 or early January 2022 to work on a group coaching programme, sort your single life out that I know some of you will be interested in. There's only eight available spots for women to do together, but it's about celebrating our wins, getting clarity on ourself and connecting so that you know what areas of your life you want to work on in the first six weeks and really connect in. Doing it alongside myself and the other women on the course, creating that level of community and committing to whatever it is that you decide to do as a way of setting your 2022 off sharpish. And you can head to Instagram, uh, DM me on there if that's something that you're interested 
in taking part in across the six weeks, early six weeks in January through to February of 2022. And otherwise, we have the community of the Single Girls Club. You have this podcast. You have the opportunity to meet people online and in real life as well. Start thinking about 2022. We're only on the last couple of days, or you're early into it if you're listening to it in January. What are you going to make of the three C's and taking that in to 2022? Let me know in the Single Girls Club, in my DMs, what it is that you're going to really commit to this year. And I hope this has given you something to think about as the year comes to a close. Until next time, single ladies, keep thriving.